0: Welcome to the Midwest Flyways podcast. This episode is sponsored by Onyx Hunt. We are so stoked to be working with OnX. And guys, right now, it's something that everybody should probably have, whether you're hunting public or private. It can save your ass in a public hunting situation if you don't have service. So check it out and use a code MWF20 for 20% off any of your memberships. It is also sponsored by Quick Trip. Joey, tell me why you would go to a different gas station other than Quick Trip.
1: Um, if you like paying more for gas and you like eating shit of your food, I think that's why someone would go somewhere yeah. other than Quick Trip. Yeah, that is. yeah, that's,
0: yeah that makes the most sense because if you like bad food, <laughs> then you would go to a different gas station. But if you want to have good gas station food, then you wouldn't.
1: Dude, I'm just telling you, the glazers at Quick Trip. That's a that's a morning hunt staple. Honestly. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. my goodness, I love it. Can you start us off? I can. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So we're just hot off the uh, the game uh, game fair board press. Everybody's been nice and pressed the last week and a half here. So <laughs> we have Alex Langbell with us tonight and uh, tonight Joey and I with him and we're super pumped to do this one. Alex, thanks for coming on, man.
2: You bet you guys. I appreciate you you guys inviting me.
0: Heck yeah, man. Yeah. No, we uh we spent a little time last night, Alex. <laughs> we were uh, we got home from the <laughs> from the bar. Yeah. And uh, we were both interested in having a pizza, so we started a pizza, and then on YouTube we started watching "Rest When You're Dead." <laughs> okay, because <laughs> you know this is a this is a great light, great great late wow, yeah, mm-hmm. whoa, yeah right, great there, bud? <laughs> late night shenanigan YouTube video, right. I love it, right? Yeah, it's an man. old
2: It's old school. It's my oh goodness. yeah, it's
0: old school.
1: We watched it. You do watch look like it? you're about 22. We <laughs> <laughs> were fucking like, video. "How old
0: is this dude in this video?" <laughs> <laughs> what year pretty, did that uh, video come out?
2: Uh, oh, shoot, I want to say it was 90. Oh god, 97.
0: I was 97. I was four it or was, five years. old. I am 12. 12. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was, pretty, I was yeah. yeah five years it was, old.
2: It was one of the first. Honestly, one of the first um hunting videos i mean you had a duck man or stuff like that and then and freddie zinc he he started coming out the videos and i was ended up on the pro staff um with avery and zinc and next thing you know we're um i'm actually had a guide service at the time yeah and i was guiding and and we had ended up with a video camera from one of his guys and i was like well i just need to film this all the stuff we're killing because we were just i mean killing a lot of little birds um, just big grinds and everything. So we did that for a whole season. I, I had no clue about filming or anything, but we, me and my partner switched back and forth and just filmed each other's clients and filmed each other hunting and having a good time. And by the time we were done with it, um, I looked back and I had all this footage, and I'm like, well, what the heck am I going to do with this? Season's over. So all of a sudden, I kind of just started. I bought a cheap editing software, taught myself how to edit on a, on a computer, and basically put together a little... <laughs> little video about 90 minutes, and I sent it off to uh, Fred, who was over in China with the uh, owner of Avery Outdoors, Tom Matthews, and mm-hmm. they watched it, and they were, they absolutely loved it. They said it was so raw and so just it just raw. Just you real. Know, the real, yeah, exactly, and it was not, no Hollywood, and it was just, um, it, you know, if you really look at it and watch it, it's it kind of shocked me that it was like a reality show following two guides during their season when there was no such thing as a reality show. So right. it was just, it was just neat. to I look back at it now and it's just like, man, you didn't know shit. Right. <laughs> right. You know how to kill stuff, but you know, but it actually turned out really good. We sold a ton of copies um, of it. They, you know, they loved it so much. They said, let us market it for you guys. We'll market oh, it and sweet. distribute it. And Yeah. And so we ended up with four videos um, from that series and, Damn. Then I, yeah. So I graduated and ended up going to TV and that was the beginning in the high school <laughs> or college. What's that? Graduating high school no, or college. No, graduated from the, just a oh, filming just of the, you know, the videos guess, and yeah. learning about production and stuff like that. And then I kind of worked my way into television with Chad, you know, Chad building. He yeah. wanted to, yeah. he wanted his own TV show cause he's been on, on those and X videos and stuff. Yeah. And, and so, actually, they're twenty four seven. You know,
0: um. were you a guide at the time? Yeah. Okay. Hunting, so guide, that's and what and, I was wondering. Like, what are you, what were you doing for work? Work. You know. <clears throat> yeah.
2: Well, I was I was a firefighter. I was a young firefighter at okay. the time, and 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 with our schedule, I, I really, got into the guiding part of it because we were in an area where. Um, you had to know what you were doing um, because the, it's just tough. These little birds, you had to g- have a good spread. I ended up with a stuffer spread of about 12, 14 dozen little lesser stuffers on sure. stands. Just a beautiful spread, and we were hunting in pits, and we just really got with it, you know, really put some birds yeah. down. Oh, so yeah. I just wanted to capture it because it was just amazing stuff that we were getting. Yeah, And so we just ended up, it just kind of yeah, stumbled man. my way into it, and, and I was at the right place at the right time with the right crew, and— and it just worked out really well for us, you know. Worked out well for me, and and uh, and I just kind of got sucked into the whole f- filming and and TV stuff, and and
1: I don't know, it was it was fun. It was creative for me. I like doing that. It's challenge. Yeah. Well, Cal and I were talking earlier. It's like, what what should we talk? What do you have for questions for Alex? He's like, I kind of wanted to know what came first, guiding or filming, and like, did he know how to kill birds before? Because he seems very passionate about the filming aspect of it. So like, which yeah. came first? Was it the passion for the birds or for the camera? And now that that question sounds kind of dumb, mm-hmm. no, you but, know, yeah. but it's a, I, it's a general Absolutely. thing that I want to know about. Well, it's a
0: question we asked too, because like Connor who owns Midwest Flyways with us, mm-hmm. he's like torn, right? Because yeah. sometimes he's like, I want to hunt so bad, but, I know if I don't capture this on film, I'm going to hate myself, yeah. Yeah. you know, and he's yeah. like so, yeah. it's like a torn thing, so that's why we asked, yeah, I just wanted to know like yeah. were you like, oh man, I'm all about the filming or were you just like killing birds you're like, we just got to get this on camera?
2: Well, you know, that's the thing, it's like when, originally when, when we started, we are filming, we were just killing so much stuff, it really didn't matter like focusing, make sure we get this shot, get this killed, and I didn't know I, yeah. we were just filming, we were just capturing footage um, but as I progressed in my growth as a field producer producer t- tv producer it's you realize you know you're re- there's so many different aspects to it so i really learned from starting just trial and error and just doing it and looking at it and seeing what i liked and and trying to capture that awesome try to get as close as you can to the bird try to get the bird lap you know, yeah. and a lot of and i'm not gonna lie a lot of my influence came and in a lot of my um uh, just education came from talk, being with this Fred Zink and Field Hudnall, who was editing, Clay Hudnall. They were editing. I right, we spent right. hours talking to uh, field on editing. He'd be editing their, you know, In the Blood um, 24-7 series and stuff yeah. like that, and I'd be we doing the same thing with ours. And so bouncing off, and he helped me quite a bit. And, and then I, getting into television, once I kind of got into that, the chat approached me wanted to do a TV show after the third, it was after our third video and i was like well i don't know anything about television i can i can put together a video and he goes yeah. well and this was actually a transition from um, from high, into high definition what year era. was this again it was about 90 Nine, 99, Yeah, because yeah.
0: okay. So, rest when you're dead had come out, and yes. he had seen that. Yes, and he's like, this guy can make a yeah. video. And
2: it's actually, I take that back. It was going to be more into the two thousands by this time. So, you're talking okay. two thousand one, maybe two thousand two, somewhere. So, you're right talking now. maybe
0: th- like four or five years he, after he, rest when your Dead he, comes out. Yeah, actually, about
2: three years after that came okay. out, he saw it. He knew because he was on a- with Avery and stuff like that. So, yeah, um, we uh, we basically he approached me and I said, I don't squat about. Um, television, show. yeah. And he goes, well, that's okay. He goes, we just need someone who knows hunting and who knows how to capture it. And Because at this time now I had three, four camera guys working for me. I had taught them how to film what I wanted and we worked together. We always ran two camera guys in the field. Um, just something different from the uh, other guys later on. They, t- they tried to do it with one camera guy. Was, I always... always tried to capture the entire hunt, you know, just a lot of right, cameras and right. it, no lot extra fake stuff. It was, we didn't do that stuff. We didn't do that. You see the guy popping up of the blind and there's a, and yeah. yeah, that stuff. The remake no. it. Yeah, stuff, the right. remake, the B-roll, whatever. Um, we didn't do that stuff. I just basically, my philosophy was put, th- you know, cameras 360 degrees around the field and h- just hunt. And I tell the guys yeah. they, on the camera, they they get so nervous to point a camera and they feel like they had to talk to the camera. Oh, I, I know it. Like, Trust me, f- we yeah, know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, no, you guys are duck hunters. You're not actors. Just freaking hunt. You guys know what you're doing. Just hunt and I'll capture it. And that was a lot more genuine, a lot easier for guys to hunt with us. Now they're just basically just hunting and being duck hunters. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, so... Um, Chad had a producer out of, uh, excuse me, Reno, who is a, uh, he worked, um, with TLC. He put, he'd put TV shows for major networks and stuff like that. And yeah. so he got him to... Come on board, and he handled that aspect of it—the finished production, of sub graphics, all that music and all that stuff. So, working with him for for three years, I learned a lot. Now, all of a sudden, my education went from just making videos to actual the finished production, dealing with the networks, putting in graphics, putting in audio,
1: finished production, cl- coloring—just the whole aspect of it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's nuts because nowadays, not na- nowadays, everyone's just like throwing shit up on youtube yeah and it's like right and no it's different and it's like okay you were actually producing fucking tv shows dude Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) the the shows that i grew up watching
1: (laughs) when my dad and his friends would go out hunting they'd throw on the hunting channel when i wasn't allowed to go yeah, and i'd just sit there and it was chad belding and alex langbell yeah yeah. So it's just fucking surreal as hell. Yeah, yeah it's
0: crazy. Yeah,
1: being in this dingy little <laughs> Anoka basement <laughs> yeah. over yeah, Game Fair right. weekend—if
2: <laughs> they could only see where we're sitting. Oh yeah. And but you know that's okay. We had a couple course lights from yeah, course bottles, yeah. Beers.
1: We're <laughs> fine. We'll get this done. <laughs> no, that's crazy though, man. I mean, I'm just—I'm really interested in the whole, like you kind of just got like thrown into the whole TV world, pretty mm-hmm. much. Yeah, pretty much.
2: But I had a lot of passion. I had and the thing about television for me is I didn't watch other hunting shows. There were a lot of deer hunting shows. There wasn't a lot of waterfowl shows at mm-hmm. the time. So that you'd see the, you know, guy whispering to the camera talking like that. I was like, this is oh cheesy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This right. Is cheesy. Right, right. Yeah. And so if you know anything about actually television and production and stuff's the outdoor like the outdoor network, they do it backwards. They they let you if you can buy Time they they sell it to you and then you can put anything on so it doesn't matter you can if you have a big budget you have a you're a big company and it it, it they, there's no quality control like like if you go to Discovery Channel they're gonna basically say okay a producer's gonna come and say here's a TV show here's some pilots this is what I got and they'll buy it off you so the Discovery Channel and they get okay, their sponsors yeah. from Coca-Cola Pepsi whoever mm-hmm. they pay them well Outdoor Channel does different in other they you basically buy that and then you go get the sponsors so it's actually pretty smart but there's there's not as much quality control as in network television so that's why a lot of the shows are not not as you know you've seen the hunting not as well produced exactly so it's just and so i didn't watch other outdoor um producers, I watched the Discovery Channel. I watched the Deadliest Catch. I watched things that were yeah. professionally net net geo and stuff like that, stuff that was Big budget. Yes. And and if you look at it, honestly, the finished product is right there in front of your eyes. It really is. You know, you look how they put it together, all the transitions, the music, the way they, the, the voiceovers and everything. It's right there in front of your eyes. Yeah, you just got to yeah. understand it and break it down and then or put it together. And so that's, I think, why our shows were so popular. They're very clean and... And I always felt in te- television show, even when I started the, the grind, uh, Waterfowl TV with uh, Dakota and right That's right. Yeah, I started that. I totally forgot that, that you,
1: you <laughs> yeah. <don't> fucking produced <laughs> yeah. that, but so, I knew
2: that. And you know what's funny is both shows are still on, on television right. doing very well. So it, That's awesome. Yeah, you know, it's pretty cool to have both those on, on, on your resume. Um, but when I started that, it was like I told him my whole philosophy is – I, I'm not big on like hard sales. Like a lot of these networks, it's like almost these TV shows, you watch them sometimes. And there's like a big infomercial on products and all that stuff. And I understand yeah. they have to show the products because if you, like I just explained, the, those they're getting their money from their right. sponsors. So right. they got to go to Benelli and you better put a commercial for Benelli. You better use it and you better show it because they're paying you this kind of money, you know? Right. Yeah. So it becomes a big infomercial. And so, but my philosophy was you don't have to shove it down people's face. You just show them, you make a beautiful product, finished product with great hunting, lots of killing, good interactive in the blind, good quality footage, your yeah. beautiful footage and, and a little bit of education, teaching people how you hunted and what you did. And then, and that kind of the stuff and then a little bit of humor in there. And totally. that kind of the recipe will allow people to, um, just, they kind of just follow, you, you know, you, you do flashes a, like a, a, whatever, you know, a Shotgun shell or something in there. You don't have to show it. Do you see that? Yeah, in, yeah. A cool, uh, empty hull floating in a pond as, as you're going in and out of commercials, things like that. People suddenly, they see that
1: brand, that logo, and it, it's just a soft-selling way of right. promoting it. So well, that's just a classier way, in my opinion. I you tell know. you what, and we're about that philosophy as well, but I can't tell you through Instagram, YouTube, uh, TikTok, the amount of times that people ask, what you're using for shotgun, shell, calls, whatever. But like oh, yeah. uh, but I'd say about seventy percent of the population who sees it knows without being said, You are blowing molt gear, molt gear to kill everything in the skies. Gun dog outdoors. You wanna get your dog strong and ready for the season. <laughs> Yeah. Gun dug at doors. Yeah. And you there's know.
2: times for that. There's at the you know, beginning totally. of it and at the end. But you don't have to just saturate an entire... You only have 22 minutes of That's video. Right. And I don't want to see... You already got eight minutes of commercials. So now, during that show, the 22 minutes, you're going to start shoving um, decoys and everything else down my throat, which it's just cheesy to me. It's like, these got you're, exactly, you're exactly right, Joey. Yeah. You know, yeah. they don't... The, the audience is generally pretty intelligent, and they're watching yeah. it because they know what they they want and if they've seen someone that's and it's appealing to them they're going to naturally do it. And, we, it and it was a recipe that worked it, like i said the, both shows are extremely successful um they're still on on tv today yeah and so it's just it's just i think it it's just no, yeah, it just oh yeah it it
0: cheapens it cheapens the product yeah agreed. you know 100 percent agreed. just like you're saying so, so yeah the the easiest thing to do is just yeah soft sell but just,
1: sorry i didn't mean to
0: interrupt no you know but, you did it's fine though <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, what I was going to ask you, Alex, of all the shows that you produced, started, you know, kind of, like, pushed away, like, here, this is yours now. Yeah. Um, what was your favorite?
2: It was hands down the, the grind. Really? I had a great crew, you know, and, and Chad was pretty fun to hunt with and, and go all over, but he was just so hardcore on certain things that, um, like, just things like birthdays and stuff it just kind of <laughs> kind of gotten away you know so but we 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 parted on good terms and it was just yeah, like yeah. you know you do your thing we're just two different people you really your if anyone has met Chad and then met me you can pretty obviously tell that yeah. we're just two completely different people and and so um, but with the grind you know, I had a crew at some uh, great guys Matthew owner of I'm was just a fantastic he's a surfer dude he, mm-hmm. I don't know how the heck he got California, into the water California dude and California actually the east coast north he's he, he surfs with with the shark, yeah, he sh- he searched with the sharks in yeah. Moorhead City. He's crazy, but him and then Joe Thole of Michigan just had a great crew that we went out. And we had a lot of fun. It was just we go out and it was cutting it up and and they and they allowed me to. And that was the recipe I brought to the grind. I told them and that, and I put my heart and soul because I had more creative control in that aspect of it. Because now yeah. I'm all of a sudden understanding network television. I'm dealing with the networks. And, you know, I yeah. Like, and so I just, it worked out really well for. Us. So that was the, the the grind for me was, and it was all fun. Don't don't get me wrong, you know. But it's a lot of work too. It's towns. It oh, you got they paid you to hunt and you did all this stuff. Well, okay, yeah, they paid me, but not like not you're gonna retire. Level. I still was a fire. Right, fighter. right, right. <laughs> so, but it was it was still. I wouldn't take it back. It's it's, it's brought me some great memories. I got some. I met some incredible people. Well, sure, yeah. You know, like you too. I mean, it's just.
0: Well, thanks, man. We only met you I because mean, you, you might, going you to might be you might be talking shit right now, but I'm gonna I'm well, gonna pretend you're not. So thanks.
1: <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Okay, no, so yeah, we've got absolutely. the foul life. Yeah, we've got the grind. Yeah, we've got Gun Dog Outdoors. Yeah, that's the new company. Yeah, yep, that's yeah, the new God's company that you're running right now. Got,
2: yep, that's my company, and that's what's nice about it's mine. Tell hey, us holy. about Gun Dog. Okay, so after I left the uh, the way I left um, grind, it was I wasn't like I said in the fire department. I was a lieutenant, so I had a crew, and we were I worked shift work, working two days a week, and so you could stack trade days so i, I could have three to three you know two three weeks off at a time yeah and then i could go and travel and i could film and do everything that's pretty badass yeah it was great great career for anyone looking to be a cop become a firefighter sure <laughs> ask have yeah. a cop right now <laughs> yeah, they, they're that's, getting a shout that's great advice <laughs> it is ask it i got a ton of friends who are cops and they said they, they tell me all the time i should have been a firefighter <laughs> <laughs> so anyway um uh, yeah. So they put me in the training division. They wanted me to start training firefighters. It's like really, really, you know, and something I couldn't turn down because it was just, it was just part of the the deal. So I went in the training division that pretty much ended my career. I actually struggled too. I thought, well, maybe I'll take a demotion, go back to firefighter, but sure. I just couldn't do it. I was an officer and it's just, it's my career and it, right, right, right. it allowed me to, re- you know, retire with a little bit more money and stuff. And, and so I bit the bullet and I left the grind waterfowl, you know, grind TV and, and, uh, just started tra- training firefighters and, the, you know, taking a break. I mean, I was sick. I produced TV for six years and yeah. then produced videos another four, three year, four years before that. So it's like almost yeah. 10, a decade of just doing... Video protection. yeah, filming know. on yeah. the
1: side, essentially. Yes,
2: on the side, exactly. So I'm do- I had a full time job in the fire department, and then doing that aside. So I was a work. I was a workhorse. I just did. Yeah. It. I just did it. That's. It's so just a passion, you know. So and I had to give up the guiding once I got into television. I had I had to quit the guiding and go into that because that's a full time job. Just not only going traveling, capturing it, but then when you get done with it, you're spending months editing it, and putting it together, and you know, getting For sure. it to the network. So. Um, but that was uh, doing that and then finally I kind of uh, I had a plan I was gonna just ride it out do my time get it, do my time in the fire department and retire and then just move somewhere where I could just hunt constantly and then a gun dog kind of fell in my lap because we were one day I'm sitting in the blind and and our dogs they just they feed off each other so want to break so we have to kind of tie them down just so they would they wouldn't break and stuff like that and so I kind of came with this this idea about a quick release system that I developed and I actually designed it and patented three years ago. And it's, um, that was the first item that was, uh, that my company developed and designed. And then all of a sudden it kind of dawned on me that there's no, um, companies, dog companies that are, their focus is gun dog safety i mean if you think about it it's all about training dogs it it really is there's nothing that's about the safety of gun dogs and and they get hurt all the time i mean every show i do now i hear about dog getting shot or people showing me pictures of their dogs getting hurt oh yeah yeah. and so by doing this i I realized so then i started coming out with other products that was my own my main focus it was not just creating products that was safe for hunting dogs or you know help them but also to educate um other people new hunters new dog owners the importance of making sure that you take care of your hunting dog because honestly if you think about a life of a hunting dog if you get 14 years out of a hunting dog and that's not a solid 14 years but yeah and 10 of them might be all right yeah 10 of them exactly and so that's not a very big window that you've got where and and really when they're in their prime what do you got like between two to maybe seven <laughs> four years yeah, yeah. So, on average maybe? yeah so you got that window and if you don't take care of them and you're exposed you know exposing them to cold weather constantly that shortens their lifespan. if they are overheating all the time it's just yeah. you, you want to get the most you feed them good dog food you take care of them feed them the vitamins and stuff like that and so that's kind of it, it was really easy focus for me because being a, a not only was i now i got promoted to, as the training captain i they they gave me my boss's job once I went the training. But um, I was also the safety officer for our fire department. So my job was to make sure when guys are doing some of the most dangerous stuff on the fire scene, my job was to make sure that they're safe doing yeah, it. You yeah. i yeah. stand back and watch them and so, stuff. So for me, it's just so simple. It's just very safety... Um, your mind safety oriented, yes, yeah. absolutely so now I look at stuff and I see stuff and plus being a guide you know you hear the horror stories of people getting shot or, or getting hurt in the field and so we always had a safety briefing before just like every good guide outfitter does talk yep, about you yep. know safety so, talk yeah safety talk and so it was very just natural for me to come kind of come up with this concept of this company and so Yeah, we launched three years ago, Um, got multiple products now. We got a great first aid kit that's just killing it right now. It's just a no-nonsense, I call it a field medic kit to where it just, you you take it and you carry it, and if something's to happen to your dog, you got what it takes to pretty much, you know, save their life yeah, exactly yeah. to stabilize the wound and get them to a vet and and what's great about the aid kit it's the stuff that i've used um for the last 27 years being an emt and stuff that nurses use that vets use you know veterinarians use it's all quality product and and so a wound is really a wound it, yeah, whether yeah. it be on a human or whether it be on a, a dog you know you're trying to just stabilize it like i said stop the bleeding and, and get them to the medical care that he he needs so they need yeah yeah so that's kind of the company where we were at, you know, we've been in business now for three years and having fun. I love it. I love it. I just, yeah. we just finished up the fire department in, in June. And so put in my like 27 years and wow. And yeah. So congrats, uh, man. Thank you. I appreciate That's that. That's really exciting. Yeah, it is. You know, and I, and my hats off to all the first responders, you know, they, everyone talks, you know, in the military, you know, God bless them. They're, they're awesome. But sometimes the first responders get left out on some of the stuff that yeah. they do. Cause they're seen every day as well. So, Oh yeah. And so. Especially our police officers, I just feel so bad with these these idiots saying defunding the police and all oh this my crap. God. So yeah, it's
0: a tough deal for sure. yeah, yeah, it's a tough deal. Hey, I had a question okay, for you. shoot. So you were talking about back then when you started filming, right? You were basically in a position where you guys were shooting so much stuff, and you were uh, hunting was going so well that you were like, we have to capture this on film. You, was there less hunting pressure back then? And the reason I ask this question is because we hear every year that hunting numbers are declining. Right, that hunters are going down. Not mm-hmm. as many people hunt anymore. Mm-hmm. But you ask anybody now, you go to public land, mm-hmm. or you're trying to find permission mm-hmm. on a field. Mm-hmm. There are. It seems like there are more guys than ever that want to be in those spots and find those birds. Yeah,
2: uh, there's no doubt in my mind that the pressure in my area got even worse. There was a lot. There's a lot of guide <clears throat> service. There's a lot of really good hunters in our area. so yeah. we really had to compete. But as uh, we moved on right now, I mean, it's unbelievable, the area where we're at. And I don't know if it's people moving there and hunting, but I do, I, I honestly think that us waterfowler hunters, it's just, we can't help it. You get a new guy. I've seen 35-year-old men, discover see waterfowling for the first time, and all of a sudden, they're completely infatuated. obsessed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they're like, why didn't I do this since I was 12 years old? And so it's just, uh, us, I just, I think we're a different breed. I really do. I think it's so yeah. much, I mean, we're sitting here and what, summer, August? (laughs) and we're talking water fountain is how much we love it it's just something we do so um, no I think I think that there is a a really tight niche of waterfowls and I do think uh, you're absolutely right about the, the numbers going down and stuff like that but I don't know, man. It's, I just think it's, a lot
1: more people are more serious about it these days. Absolutely,
2: yeah. and they're getting good. You guys are so good. You, you, you young guys are. You've learned from us, and you. No, really, and that's what you want. You know, that's what. I, I Well, that's I do. why you made the videos. Well, it is. It's a stuff to you, you. really, if you think about it, you want your kids to be better than you, and that's like I want to. I tell firefighters, young firefighters, were are training. I said, you guys better be better than me because they were giving you all our secrets and teaching you what we're doing because we want you to be safe. Yeah, and it's the same thing with with waterfowlers. They're so obsessed with what they do. They Study everything. They watch everything. Anything mm-hmm. they get their hands on, they they watch YouTube videos. Everyone they can. They'll sit there before they're going in the yeah. line and watch yeah. YouTube videos, getting pumped up. There's you, you tell me deer hunters or some turkey hunters, the guys who you know. It just it's uh, not the same. Not it's not but, the same. No.
1: Well, deer hunters might be close because yeah, those guys are actually insane. How much are you them. spending <laughs> on your lease? Thirty eight grand. Yeah. I'm sorry. Now, now that what? said,
0: I think that there's a lot more deer hunters, right? That we track. Obviously. Because of them going out for one weekend a year, you know, like a family tradition type of thing. And maybe that's a lot more to do with like where we're from in Minnesota, but Big I got a lot. Runners. A lot of buddies that like, yeah, oh yeah, I deer hunt, and that means they hunt deer one weekend yeah. a year. Opening weekend, yep. Right opening floor. weekend. So yeah. those numbers are so different. Like the guys that are serious deer hunters, there's a lot less of them. Correct. I just think the percentage of serious yeah. waterfowlers yeah. of people that say they waterfowl hunt is so much higher.
2: I I would have to agree. I mean, there's yeah. just more obviously the numbers, but I just think like again the water the waterfowl hunters, there's this fanatical. They go out and they're sleeping. These young kids and i can't i oh, yeah. used to do I've the same I've, thing. I've, I've been there right? yeah. me and, and joey well.
0: slept in our spot last year
2: for opener. yes absolutely it's just you know what it's worth it because never it's again, no. not, a <laughs> never again. <laughs> not a lot of not a lot of sleeping done <laughs> But yeah, <laughs> watching videos and drinking, <laughs> Yeah, you're sitting there and
0: just wishing that you weren't sleeping in a boat. Last year we went out on opener and Joey and I, we were, we were having a good time and we were like, screw it, man. It's going to be just fine. We're going to yeah. go sleep on the, sleep on the sandbar. <laughs> no problem. Got in the boat at midnight. 12 foot boat 18 horse motor and we're just risking your life for ducks uh, <laughs> for an hour <laughs> then we get there Alex and the the water's so damn low yeah. we had to walk the fucking boat <laughs> like half a mile to a it mile was, it was
1: seriously a long Push, dude. I am pushing <laughs> I am pushing
0: hey we're fucking beached hey the boat's yeah, beached oh
1: my god oh Oh, That's gosh. so true, though. But it
0: was awesome, though, because here's the thing, right? We were crazy enough it's to go to like, that spot, yeah. Well, and all the dudes that decided to come hunt, mm-hmm. they come cruising by us mm-hmm. that morning yep. in their, you know, mud motors yep. and everything, yep. And they're double taking the hell out of us. Yeah. Like, you're you're <laughs> hunting there. We're like, you're fucking right. That's we're right. hunting right we're, here, yeah, we're brother. Smashing yeah. right here. like where the birds are. Yeah. And we did.
1: Good we for had you guys. we had those little lay down. Um, where it's just like a blanket over mm-hmm. you and mm-hmm. you're like, your profile is nothing. We yeah. hit, right, under, right. hit under uh, tall goose socks uh-huh. on a sandbar, which yep. is their loaf in the middle of the oh. day. Yeah, it was perfect. Oh. And we shot the You're shit out so of teal, woodies, brown awesome. mallards. You know
0: the tide, the the tide, the water's rising, yeah, oh, yeah. And coming <laughs> it was up, always dry. Dry. <laughs> oh, dry as shit when we went to sleep.
1: When we up. woke up, and our backs are wet, we're like, what the three fun? inches of water? Oh, and we're like, god damn it, that shit
0: sucks. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I slept one hour or so. And it was like yeah. in 10 minute increments. You wake up and you're just covered in the morning dew. You? You're like, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> this is awful.
0: And I looked at Joey where, and I'm like. Where were your hands?
2: Between two pillows? Yes. Those are pillows. <laughs> I, looked
0: I, I, said, <laughs> I looked at Joey and I said. I looked at Joey and I said. If we don't fucking kill him today, <laughs> I'm gonna
1: be pissed. I'm quitting Midwest <laughs> I'm wow. quitting,
0: bro. Oh my god!
1: Oh. But we killed him, man. Yeah,
0: so yeah. it worked out just fine. Yeah, it was perfect. But that's that is the type of stuff, though, that no deer hunter does shit no, like that. No, no. I mean, it, there's hardcore deer
2: hunters, oh, yeah. like you said. But ca- if you do the average, they're, oh they're yeah, just we're way more insane. Yeah,
0: I feel <laughs> like you're talking about the 70 percent of waterfowlers and like the five yeah, percent of deer hunters. Yeah,
2: it's just but, crazy.
0: But yeah. All right, so you obviously have been able to see like a sort of a transition in waterfowl, okay? Right? Yep. Tell me what you think is better about the old school, and what is good about the new school. Oh man, you
2: putting pressure on me? Okay, I got to think on this one. Good. Yeah, I got to think on. So what's yeah, is better about the
1: old school? So yeah, essentially, like, what do you what do you see us uh, young guys doing? And I don't mean that in a bad way. No, You're, no, not You're not that old. You no, know?
2: I totally get it. Yeah, <laughs> not that old, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I've already I'm got like, a coffin in the back. I've like I'm sure you've know. seen. I might be dead it's by the time. Be, it's good so, to be prepared. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a defib attached to me. Go ahead and die right here. <laughs> yeah, no, right, yeah. so, I'm not an EMT, so I can't help <laughs> you. Actually, just by the this way. Push the button, man. No. Okay, so what's good about the old school was, um, there just was wasn't a. It was nice because there wasn't a ton of there wasn't a ton of hunters out there and the hunters that were it was just more traditional still there was more hunting where where like right now I see a lot of what I don't like because I don't like to see guys who think they have to get likes by having these massive piles of birds to do that I mean it's like that's the one thing that about the old school it was more it wasn't about that we couldn't do it. it it just doesn't it wasn't like there was not social media to really push that it was sure. just you just did it and yeah you had big piles you could take some pictures from the camera you know sure from, from the, black yeah. and white because that's how old I am you know <laughs> oh my god <laughs>
0: Disposable cameras really, were a new yeah. thing, by the way. At a certain point along it didn't the way, a
2: phone—it was still a dial-up. No. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh
0: my god, I love
2: that. So no, but um, so yeah. So the old school was just more still to the, the
1: hunting, the traditional, the you know, just, it was more the passion of the sport yeah, versus yeah. like, look at me. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure. Much. And Less now about with the so, glory. Yeah,
2: yep. So we're, we're now in the social media stuff and all that stuff and everything instant. It's like more about. Um, the kills and all this stuff and the big numbers and all that stuff. So that's the one thing I I think is a little bit better about the the old school. Um, what I think was really neat about the the new school is the information that is that you guys share and the, your passion that you guys learn and you're just um, you you continue to take what the old school guys have kind of given you and kind of steered you in that direction and you're not you're still trying to do the same thing and you're still you see new you know you, you new alex langbells and stuff like trying to do television and stuff like that and doing the podcasts are great you guys you know you, you guys are just taking a bull by the horns and you're continuing that and that's what we did is some of the guys that there wasn't a lot of us but the guys like zinc and and you know sean stall and and in rnt and all that there they, they was just still that that um there wasn't a lot of that. There was just a handful of guys. Sure, doing less that work. competition. Yeah, almost. and so not, now. You guys are you dealing with a lot more competition? Just like more hunters. Not only that, but you're also competing against trying to get in the industry. It's a tough industry sure. to break right, into. Right. And so that's kind of what I see. You know, there's and it, and they're both they're both great because. The, you guys, it's, it's history we're creating. You guys are creating history. What I created back then was history. Back to Market Hunters, that was history. Someday, yeah, you know, yeah. 100 years from now, well, I don't know, we'll be shooting ro- robotic ducks or, with drones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But it's like, what? They had to blow on a, on <laughs> blow acrylic? On a duck Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They didn't get, you know, so that's what I, it's just, you guys are creating history. So don't. Shit what acrylic, we're we talking about wood, son. Y- yeah. So, <laughs> so it's just, well, that's what's neat is what you guys are, it's. it's it's just we're continuing the passion and the love. Because you guys have just as much passion as we did back then. And, and you, you would be sitting here in a Tungy basement in Anoka. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. in an I think the only reason we're in here is because oh, yeah. we found beers in here. But. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, it's, it's, uh, that's where I'm at, saying yeah. So yeah. Don't take anything. There's nothing... It's just all just one big passion that's continued on because I guarantee those guys are going out and market hunting in their, you know, dressed hats and their right. their blazers or with no camo and going out and just hunting and getting wet and soaked. There's just as much passion and they're talking oh, yeah. about it just like we do. Yeah. And we get together and sit at the coffee shops and they talk about it. So it's it's just the whole passion of where we're at so i just i love all of it i love the old school i love the new school i love where we're going with it i just the biggest thing is that we can't got to make sure that we don't have, and that was the one thing that kind of turned me off in the industry. It was these little clicks, like, oh, we can't oh affiliate God. with the, this yeah. group. Oh my God. We can't affiliate with it. Why? Why can't you? There's great guys over there just because they're competitive in the industry. Yeah, saying you they, can't, they use
0: a different decoy.
2: Yeah, it's like, who cares? They have this love. They, they lose sleep over it. They think about it, you know, 365 days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just like, just and so that's and that with me owning my own business uh, now i'm i just i've never been that way either I don't, I don't care if you're you know if i'm with with zinc calls and you're with you know rnt whatever it's just like we're yeah. still duck hunters and we still have this passion totally and so that's the that's the thing that i want to get across to the listeners is like don't get into that click, don't worry about it and be friends with everyone and try to yeah, work, oh yeah. try to hunt together life is short you know i've <laughs> I've had a re- really interesting year, or excuse me, life in the fire service, I've seen death a lot, and life, and young people die, and so uh, I, I truly say this with, with, from my heart is, you know, to eat, live each day, lo- just enjoy it, and, and because you just don't know when, you know, when is your, your time? maker's going to call you up, Yeah, your number's up, so. Well, and,
1: you know, in, in this industry, like you were saying... We're all just trying to go out and shoot a bird out of the sky. That's right, you know, and and get them on the ground and see can, like how many we can kill in a day, how close we can get them that day. Oh, they were never going to this field, and we got them. Like yeah. fuck yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. And people like add this unnecessary competition to it. Absolutely. And it's like you don't need to do that. I don't feel that competition. At like one, no. bit, like if here's what I we started Midwest flyways in general to. Carry on the tradition of waterfowl hunting because I took him eight years ago. We've said this on a couple podcasts. Yeah. But I brought Cal hunting for the first time eight, seven, eight years ago, and um, he fell in love with it, you know, and he's like, dude, how do you, like, know all this shit? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, I grew up doing it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I don't know it. Mm-hmm. We should teach mm-hmm. other people how to do it because this is, like, a crazy thing. super mm-hmm. intimidating to mm-hmm. get into. Mm-hmm. And so when you think about it that way, it's like, we're all just trying to shoot birds. Like it doesn't matter as long as you're not my next door neighbor and you have permission on the same field as me, we don't have a competition. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you know, exactly. (laughs) Who cares? Yeah, at the end of the day, exactly. If another podcast is doing great, who cares? Right. If another oh, YouTube yeah, channel yes. is doing great, exactly. Who cares, man? It's, You're killing it's birds. It's growing our industry. Exactly. It's helping our
2: industry, and that's what we need, especially with all the antis out there and everything that's going on in the world. We 100%. need to keep this industry strong, and we need to stay band together. And yeah. I know this is cliche, and we've talked about this in the past, and you'll continue hearing it. but We just have to continue with doing. And by you guys coming, you know, having me on, and we talk, and like, I, it's just, it's just, it's a very important. So. You know, just continue what you guys are doing, and, and encourage others to, 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 to. Who cares if you, you, you they got a booth
0: set up two, you know, two doors down? down. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? Yeah, who cares it's like so. Do, do you think that was created like that hate or not hatred, but like that competition against each other? Where like you're different from me, so we can't both love the same thing. Do you think that was created by? This older generation of hunters, or was that created by us young guys? I think now? that
2: just natural human instinct, to yeah, you're yeah, right, because for sure. It's competition, and it's like, oh, yeah, you, yeah. You, and what it boils down to is is taking money out of your pocket, you know. Okay, I'm so, so I'm with, with Final Approach and I'm with Avery or whoever, you yeah. know, Riggum Right or whatever. And it's just like it, it just yeah. was money out of the pocket, honestly. But the but whose money is out of their pocket it's the odors it's you know not the pro staff or any of those guys so why are we fighting each other we're not getting paid to do this we're doing it for free or do it for some whatever decoy decoys or whatever so it's like don't you know don't buy into that and and just it's it's nice to have a, a gang a group and guys you hunt with and stuff like that don't get me wrong you know but it's also Nice to be able to go to your neighbor, and if you need help or if you want, they've got a cool decoy, and you don't sell decoys. You can say, "Hey, you mind if you give me a decoy?" Right? <laughs> you know. So it's just, yeah. it's just. Bottom line is, we like exactly what you said. Is just like we're there to kill ducks and enjoy a good time and sit and, and not just kill ducks, but just the, the the experience, you know, being in the, in the field with new guys, guys who'd never done it. I mean, like my, some of the best hunts I have now is like taking out people who just has never done it and they love it. And then just watching them light up. And I just absolutely totally. love that. I love it. Yeah. We're, we're working for my dog at watching her work. So it's a,
1: it's been real enjoyable. No, for sure, man. <clears throat> One thing I wanted to say too, was, like the, the old school versus new school. <clears throat> my dad, uh, I grew up helping my dad manage a couple of properties, like planting millet in the summer and moist soil, moist soil control. And like, you know, just trying to make these things grow and so we can kill ducks in the fall. And there was this area on Western Minnesota and there was this gas station in town, like cafe, diner, gas station. And it was like the only thing within 20 miles. And so everyone around there duck hunted. And I mean, everyone. And we had a private land, so like it didn't matter. No one was fighting anyone. Everyone had private land. And so everyone would meet up at the diner, and they'd have their ducks on their tailgate, and everyone would be telling stories like, oh, how would you kill the redheads today? We couldn't kill them. You know? Like, what'd you do different? Oh, we had... Uh, decoys with white on them, you know, like that does not happen anymore.
2: No, that's beautiful. That yeah. is beautiful. Did you you <laughs> described that is a community that's working together and enjoying each other and having fun and 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 helping each other out. You know, maybe go try this spot. I mean, you, yeah, you got to keep your spot secret and right. stuff like that. Of course, but you got to respect and there's ethics and there's unwritten rules and you know you don't go somewhere and hunt on, on invite and then bring all your buddies there and tell them about it. I mean, there's ethical rules and, and waterfowling that we need to abide by. That that you know. Some people forget, but oh yeah, but but no, what you just described was just beautiful. And I love that.
0: Yeah, It'd be I, cool. It so cool to have like a photo of that situation happening.
1: You know what yeah. I mean? Well, I mean, everyone's just drinking coffee and like having a slice of toast. Everyone has black shit on their face after ducking. You, you just go up to them in the cafe. and You are like, "How'd you guys do this morning?" Yeah, They're like ah, oh, we got fucked by the mallards and they didn't come yeah. in, but we got fifteen pintails. <laughs> really? Oh, we didn't see any pintails by us. You know? Yeah, yeah. it's just like an. And then by the end of the day, you're like, you were in the cafe for three and a half hours. Yeah. And I'm sitting there and be like, dad, can we go home <laughs> yet? Dad, can we go home yet? I'm but now how you are. look at it and you're like, man.
2: I was so good. Cool. Yeah. I'm yeah. tired. Yeah. Dad, I'm tired. Can we go but home? you got to experience that. Oh, totally. you know. So that's a great story, man. Mm-hmm.
1: And I ran into one of those guys from the cafe, shit, last year at a totally different part of Western Minnesota. and and he, I recognized him. I was like, have you ever hunted in Graceville? And he goes, yeah, my dad used to own property out there. I was like, my dad used to own property out there. And we got to talking yeah. and we had met at that gas station. I am like, holy cool. shit! Both
0: How tired, cool. both ready to go home. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, Dad, he he was like eight years older than me, no, but okay. yeah, it's just so, so he's picking on you, yeah, you wedgie, stupid little <laughs> stupid kid, stupid little kid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sticker on guy. your forehead. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Another thing I think too that gets missed a lot with that is if people are so competitive against each other you're missing such an easy opportunity to learn from each other. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Because yeah. just like, you know, us like trying to break into the industry and meeting so many people, I feel like I've learned so much from those people that we would quote unquote be competing against Yeah. other, yeah. other people producing videos, making yeah. videos yeah. Um, and, and people in the industry and being able to just talk to them and, become friends with them and then bounce an idea like have you ever set your blind in this you know certain position and hunted a win like this and they're like yes absolutely don't do that here's what you need to do (laughs) because now you just saved me a crappy hunt yeah you know yep absolutely and if you hate each other you can't i mean you're screwed you're never gonna be able to learn all that so exactly
1: who who is the coolest person that you've ever hunted with The
2: coolest person I ever hunted with. That's going to be tough because you've hunted with so many cool people. But just
0: maybe give us like one or two of your favorite people to hunt with.
2: (sighs) Who have I hunted with that is cool? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs>
1: you know, like at the up, of after after the end of like, the hunt, you're like, actually. "Fuck, that was
2: cool." You know, like there's there's a couple of guys I've hunted with that are just so they're just so good at what they do, and they're so laid back, and it's so natural for them. Um, one guy comes to mind. He actually, um, Rob Reynolds. He he owns a, a major outfit up in um, northern Alberta, the Saskatchewan border, Ranchland Outfitters. And he is he he reached out to us, and he was just getting started. And he reached out to us, and he invited us up. And at at first I was like, well, he, he called me cause this is when I was doing the grind. <clears throat> and so I was like, well, he sounds very personal guy. Sure. And excuse me. And then, uh, so I kind of made plans, and I wasn't sure. Anyway, we ended hundred hunting, and this guy is just the coolest, nicest. He's actually a big guy for Mojo. He's a like we call him their modeled or their phase guy for Mojo. Mojo model. Yeah, model? just yeah, he's just a just a good looking. I mean, yeah, I, I'm I'm manly enough. Or I'm, You're I'm, fine saying I'm, yeah, it. I'm fine saying so He's you know he's a decent looking man, and he just was, <laughs> but he was he's was just funny in the field. He would be like things he'd do would be like. He's like, Okay, get ready, we're gonna shoot this this duck, this thing will come in and you just sit up and shoot it and he's like, All right, guys, go <laughs> <laughs> things like that. You know, just little things. So he was a lot of fun. Um but I've I, I've hunted with uh um man, I hunted you know, okay. So, Duck Commander.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Was, that,
2: was yeah. that pretty fucking cool? Yeah, because I was young, just getting in the industry, I was just with Avery and Zinc, and I would for the videos, and they were doing the videos, and they, and it's funny story because my friend um, Steve, one of the guys who's part of the guide service, he's like, hey, and he's an o- older guy, you know, probably my age now, and he's like, I'm a good friend. He told, and I always knew he's good friends with Jason and and um. Hill and stuff like that. He'd talk to them. And so <clears throat> this is when they were coming through and they're doing, and it's actually on one of their videos. I forget which one, but they had gone to Montana and then they came over and they hunted Washington. And so anyway, he had called me and he said, Hey, yeah, the duck commander crew's coming to Washington and I'm taking them out. And he goes, you need, he goes, you need to go find us a hunt. <laughs> and I was like, Okay.
1: <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah.
2: Right. I no captain. pressure on you. So, <laughs> yeah. I, so I go out and I find him the, one of the greatest spots, and it's still one of the greatest spots. And it was just a, a place that was five miles of flooded corn in the in the basin, Columbia Basin. And it was just sick with. I mean, a whole ten thousand birds in a little five mile stretch, and it, and we're talking oh, a crick, yeah, crick that you could spit across. And so, it,
1: yeah, <laughs> I like oh my god, yeah, right. It's crick, just ridiculous. It's a crick you can spit across. That's, right. That's a
0: good. <laughs> Saying.
2: yeah it was a good thing so anyway i got permission to hunt that you know it's pretty easy to get on there just saying hey i got the duck commander crew coming with you guys and, yeah absolutely we'll break them. <laughs> so anyway the night before the That's night perfect. before the hunt we're, we're sitting there and then um actually i take it back we I, we I take them out, we take them out, and I, of course, I don't get to go hunting, because, you know, I'm just <laughs> the scout, the guide, whoever set it all up, but mm-hmm. everyone else is going to go hunting, so I, sure. they went out there and they filmed, and it was, it was uh, uh, Phil, and then it was, uh, Jace was there, and then his, uh, his uh, brother was there, and so they went out and they, they filmed it, and they, and then I get a call that night from Steve, who's my friend, the, he's my friend who was friends with them, and they go, Hey, Alex, you want to go hunting tomorrow with the Duck Commander crew? And I was like, well, Yeah. And he goes, They were so impressed with your spot. You found that they're going to go back and they wanted you to come hunt with them. Fuck yeah. Yeah, I was wow. like, right? And so anyway, we're sitting. So <laughs> oh, I get a shit. call. So that morning we're sitting there and we're getting ready to go out. And he's sitting, the uh, he's sitting in this camo sweat. He's got his beard and then he's got his socks, and he's just he just fill, <laughs> He just <laughs> fucking Phil, yeah. You know? So he's sitting there, and I'm like, of course, I'm just talking to the camera guys because, like, this is royalty sitting in the lodge, and I'm just over standing in the corner talking to the camera guys. And next thing he goes, he's like, he, 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 he Leans over, and goes, Lang Bell? That's one of the most ducks I've ever seen in my life. Good job. And I was like, what, you're talking to me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just so surreal. Surreal. You know? Yeah. So star anyway, star. it was just, well, thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Hopefully we can do it again this morning. And then, yeah, we went out there and we went out and we, um, he ended up, I sat next to him and he ended up shooting. And it's funny to watch him because. When you go out and film now, in any production, they go out and they set up the cameras. There's a big... They talk about how are we going to shoot in the sun and all this stuff. Not Phil Robertson. Phil Robertson has two camera guys. He walks out there. They throw out the decoys. His his son does. He's just going to kill ducks, and you better catch it on film. And that's how it was. It was crazy. It was just like, I'm hunting, and I and... That's it. And So mm. they went out there, and I could see the camera guy running and trying to film him, and he's just doing his thing. He's not doing anything extra. No camera guy. He was just he was duck hunting, and you it was your job oh, to capture so that's that. Like-
1: the bane of authenticity.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And that's what kind of where yeah. my philosophy on when I told it, what I was telling you earlier about, just be a duck hunter. You don't need to freaking be Hollywood. You're not Hollywood. Right. Just go and duck hunt and we'll capture that. And so that's kind of where I cap- I picked that up from, just watching how he he just went out there. He didn't have a rat's ass. He was going to shoot ducks and he was going to leave. And that's exactly what he did. He shot, and it's so funny because he shot, you'll actually see this on the video, I, um, where he shot a, a Reward band duck and it's twenty five dollars. And earlier he was just bitching about the cost of. uh, chewing tobacco there because washington state's a highly taxed state so it was just like he was paying ridiculous amounts and so anyway he shot the duck he looked at it, goes huh he goes you can't even buy a roll of snuff in this state with this and <laughs> threw, it, threw it in the pile <laughs> i about pissed myself <laughs> doesn't give a fuck about he didn't band. give a fuck about it and so he just and when they were done hunting we shot our birds in like 30 minutes i mean just smashed their ass yeah and then he he wasn't waiting for the cameras to get him back in back and He would sit up and shoot him at forty yards, flying over and stuff. <laughs> so he just got up and he walked out. And <laughs> the other two, his boy and his brother Jason, his brother picked up the decoys. The camera guys followed him out, and <laughs> there I am, oh I'm following gosh. him out. And it's, I got actually got a picture of of him and me and and um, uh, Jason. It's just an awesome picture. And I actually a couple of years later, I. I went back, and I saw them at the one of the festivals, and I, I can't, and I went up there, and, you know, of course, I'm still a little bit starstruck, but this time now that I'm making videos and stuff like that, and I kind yeah. of talked to him, and I, I brought that picture back, because I really wanted him to sign it. I had totally. blown it up, and I wanted to put it in my, my, you know, man cave, and so that's what I did. I brought it back, and he just was a big smile on his face, and he signed it and took another picture with me, and then so, yeah, he's... I mean hands down I mean it's just got to be Phil Phil Robertson as the man you know That's so cool yeah. Dude. And then I, I, I it's funny cause a couple years later now I'm in the industry and I saw I met I saw Jace he was the shot show I was down in the basement and I went and he had a big crowd around him and stuff and they were just starting going and it finally kind of kind of dissipated and I kind of worked my way up to the front and I I kind of you know hey Jace I don't know if you remember me I took you Honey and watching, is absolutely. I remember. You'll never forget a killer. <laughs> so <laughs> right. So that's so, so cool. Yeah. So just that's a that huge, huge compliment, right? Yeah. It's just huge. I, I don't. like, Yeah. Anyway, that's It so is so fucking coolest, dope. Right? When Jace Jace Robertson calls you a killer, I'll never forget you. You're a killer. <laughs> and so that that's was so that awesome. was pretty awesome. So anyway, they had a great hunt and they made a video. They said at the time it was the most ducks they'd ever seen in one place, um, Jeez. and it was. It was like I said. It was, it was ridiculous. unreal. Unreal. I mean, unreal.
1: It was hopping. What's crazy is that you weren't allowed to go on that first hunt. Yeah, right. I that's knew I so wasn't gonna to get. I
2: knew that it wasn't because there were so much bigger players. Like my friend Steve was gonna go, and then they had the guy who owned the property. who was a multi-millionaire who mm. owned it. You know, so they were, had a big crew and stuff like that. But it was just nice for them to, to and Phil. I, was, I know that was all Phil, who's like, I want to take the kid who found totally. who found this, right? I want to take the kid. There. He deserves to co- go out and hunt with me, and and he made it very clear and took the picture. And so, so yeah, that's pretty. Pretty easy, and who who the most interesting person I've ever uh, hunted with. You That's know.
1: a dope story, dude. Yeah,
0: thank you. Thank is you. is Phil? I mean, because a lot of people like I think a lot of people like me wonder is is Phil Robertson the same Phil Robertson twenty four seven? He, he on, Phil is He off. is not it's a Phil.
2: fake dude. Phil is not. Uh, you know, I think um, he had some problems with the show because of that. If yeah. you, you know, he really. Correct. If you looked into that, he he was himself, and he's he's a godly man. He'll he, and he, he loves gumbo. He made us. He made us gumbo. I've eaten gumbo that Phil Robertson made. I mean, That's how good. cool is that, right? So yeah, cool. duck gumbo. Yeah. So that later that that eve, that day, and so um, yeah. No, he's I a. Bet it he's wasn't a dunder- bad. <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 he, he, he could have spit his chew in there, and I would have ate it. <laughs> oh my God, it's Phil Robertson, though. But anyway, no, nice anyway, he's just a cool, He just, he's just a cool dude. You know, there was not no Hollywood with him. There's no, he's not about being a millionaire. I understand that his wife had to tell him when he was a millionaire. He had no clue when he became a millionaire. Really?
1: So worth, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Yeah. So he just, he's a, he doesn't he's a cool give a damn. Dude. He doesn't give a damn. So this is, so this will be a little bit controversial, and I don't know, Chad. Mm-hmm. whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But um the no, Foul Life kinda <laughs> the Foul Life kinda turned me off because it was like the Hollywood show. Yeah. You know, where it's like yeah. hey like you were saying, like he really focused on birthdays and you guys were like pranking each other on each other's yeah. birthdays. I'm yeah. like, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Yeah. You know? So yeah. like me as a especially as I grew up and I was going on YouTube, so right before we started Midwest, I'm like, okay, if you're gonna have like a waterfowl show or anything, you need to be really good on a call. You know, just just for sure. You need to be really good on a call. Yeah. And I was pretty decent on a duck call, but I started really searching the internet for goose calling. Mm-hmm. And the foul Life came up a shitload because at that time, this is what, five years ago, six years ago?
0: But when we started with yeah. Fowl yeah, years. Yeah, six years ago, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we had talked about it. And so it was the season before we started. So it was like six years ago. And I start really pounding YouTube. And I was ordering... Uh, hunting dvds online and whatever and the foul life was like the only thing that was showing up on youtube so i'd watch these videos to like listen to the calling cadences Mm -hmm, and like mm -hmm. excuse me see if i can like replicate that and i just got so annoyed you know when i was a kid i absolutely loved it Mm -hmm. and then as i got older i'm like okay i just want to know what these guys are doing here (laughs) and i keep hearing hey hey, hey," and i'm just like oh my god dude Can we fucking skip forward to the hunting part? I want to hear you goose call. I want to hear Alex goose call, whatever, you know? So it's interesting to hear the authenticity part versus the Hollywood part. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so is that one of those reasons why you kind of wanted to stop the foul life or Mm -hmm. like, were there better opportunities moving forward?
2: Yeah, the, the, with the, the me leaving the foul life, there's obviously there's some underlying things that I'm really not going to ta- discuss. Yeah. But um, there was a personality thing between us, you know, and I and I don't fault Chad for Chad's Chad, and everyone knows who mm. Chad is, and he's he, he's. Carbs Successful, himself out. yeah, he is. So, to, and so I've just decided it's a different road for me. It's something I, like I said, I looked at something different. Like Waterfallon for me, was a beautiful TV show that showed education and had humor, and um, was just a, a quality show. That's what I really wanted to produce. And so that's originally, if you look at uh, for very first season, it was I thought it was very good. Now people gravitate, yeah, and thank you, and and. Chad, people gravitate to Chad and, and, um, he, 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 he's good. He, he, he's he able seems like to, a
1: really fun dude.
2: Yeah. He, he can be really fun. And, but some of the things that he wanted to do just was not, I mean, he was trying to take it to the lifestyle of the waterfowl without a lot of hunting and stuff. And I just couldn't capture that because as a waterfowler what I want to see, I wanted to see, and this just sounds like, I don't want to come across as just like, tasteless and, and a killer and all i focused on was killing but i'm watching a waterfowl show to see waterfowl get shot and learn how they're hunting how they set up totally. and do stuff like that that's what i want to i want to see as a, a viewer what i want to see in a waterfowl show and so we didn't like if you go back and look at our hunts and all, every show that i ever produced there was 20 30 birds 40 birds harvested during that hunt so that's a lot of action a lot of just seeing birds work and beauty and stuff like that where as you see some shows where there's a more a lot more lifestyle well there's a lot more lifestyle because they got a shitty ass hunt right and so they had to fill (laughs) that 22 minutes of bs and yeah people want to see the lifestyle and and doing that and there's some people like that and there's nothing wrong with that but for my what i wanted and what i like is i like to see hunting i want to see birds working i want to see them Getting shot, and then you know I don't want to wait till the two commercial sets, and then in the final period, and finally we're getting to the hunt. I see that a lot, and it's just like I don't know. That's just my taste, and that's how I produce and that's how I what I put out in, in the first three seasons of both the Grind and and the Foul Life. So I just I wanted a lot of action. I really did. I wanted to show that we knew what we we're doing because that what better way to show that that you know what you're doing by. Putting right there and filming in, and you yeah. gotta, you know, and, shoot and, them. And, yeah, and yeah, exactly, shoot them, Elizabeth.
0: <laughs> it's it's definitely interesting. It's an interesting topic, right? Because, like Joey, I know that every time we film a video, Joey will go to Connor and be like, "No, no, no, you need to make the like part where these birds are working longer." Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? And that is totally like your vibe. And uh, you're the exact I, I, same absolutely. way. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. And people don't understand about how hard it is to film Waterfell. It's, it's unbelievable. Hard, hard, dude. Yeah. They don't understand when people we get invited to go hunt. They they think oh we they kill ducks. So it's different to kill ducks and kill them on film because you can't a duck like a duck just can't appear from behind you and all of a sudden bam dead. You got to get approach of a duck about five to seven seconds to see that duck working. You got to zoom in tight. You got to see that. You got to make sure you're not shooting directly in the sun so the camera's not washed out. There's so many and then you got to deal with the wind, the direction and stuff. There's just so many different aspects and then the camera taking ten yards away. You know you could be right. It seems like a super close shot at thirty yards, but you look it on camera if there looks like it's a hundred yards. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so there's, you know, and the Fred Zink taught me that, you know, we want to, we want to shoot them at 20 yards. So we, it looks like they're close up, you know, close, decent. And so, Um, yeah, you're, you're right. It's, you gotta get that approach and you gotta, there's just so much to waterfowl hunting. And then that's, that's, for me, that's what helped us when we put, we put at the end of the TV show at one point we're hunting with six cameras. We had them just surrounded 360 degrees, two man cameras, multiple, you know, other cameras all around facing us. So we didn't have to do that fake Hollywood stuff. It was what you got. What we put out was real. It was, it was no
1: fake stuff. Yeah.
0: The hard part, I think, though, is, like, I also can see the flip side of it because you watch these reality TV shows, right? And they're literally about nothing. Or, like, right now on YouTube, there's, like, these all these different, you know, I guess, like, YouTube shorts that are called, like, A Day in the Life. So it would be, like, A Day in the Life of Michael Vick, you know? And he's in the NFL. And it's literally, like, him waking up in his house, making breakfast, getting in his car. And honestly those videos, they're very easy to like sit there and get caught up Mm -hmm, in for 15 minutes. And so I totally can see like the flip side, (laughs) but those
1: are uh, labeled uh, as such. Yeah,
0: you're right. 100%. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. You know, that said, I think for like, for some people, I think maybe in Chad's mind, right, he's seeing that. So he's trying to blend the two things, but you're seeing the title and you're going, wait a minute, what am I watching?
2: You and you have to be big to do stuff like that. You have to be people are so intrigued by you, like the Duck Commander. That's stuff yeah. you can pull off easy, you know. Totally. From doing the duck gumbo. Everyone sit there and go, Oh, that's how you do it and stuff like that. Because the Duck Commander, we know he killed stuff. But when you're a new group and we were new to it, you know, we're yeah. we're oh, people didn't know us. Yeah, the Avery crews and some of the people but and some of the videos and stuff, but for the guys who are watching T V who don't You know, there wasn't social media really at the time. Facebook is around, but not like it is now. And no Instagram or TikTok or whatever. And so um, it was just like we were new at it. And so to kind of do that and say you want to see lifestyle of it. Well, lifestyle of who are these guys? You know, that's the thing. It was like, and so that's what was like. Well, let's prove ourselves first. Let's Let's show a lot of killing. Let's show a lot of humor. Let's show some education. Let's show them what we can do. And then let's kind of graduate into, you know, then we can get away with some
1: episodes of, I don't know, waxing, more lifestyle stuff and, stuff. Back well, and, or like that. and that mindset is exactly where i'm at personally with midwest flyways where the way that youtube works the way that instagram works the way that every social media platform works is you have to put out consistent content all you know? the time yep. now we can only shoot ducks in minnesota for Correct. 60 days right yeah. so now how are we going to span out a yeah. whole year's worth of consistent content throughout mm-hmm. the year not very easy, no. so, and then, so then so yeah, then you have yeah. to hit up other avenues where I'm not as passionate about it, and it's very apparent when I go on camera or yeah like whatever, you know, and there's yeah. plenty of YouTube channels that we're friends with that yeah. do that, and they do a pretty good job of it, sure, honestly, they sure. grow the shit out of their channel, sure, sure, but for me to want to do it, all the time, yeah. Very, very difficult for me. Yeah, yeah,
2: and, and it is for a lot of people. And I mean, it's not everyone can stand in front of a camera and talk and and do the things they need to do and act natural. It's just it's it's difficult, you know. So
1: yeah.
0: Not only well, that, but when you're tired and beat down and you don't really want to yeah. do it anymore, yeah. and you're like, I know I have to though, you know, and then you're doing it. It's that can be tough too. Mm-hmm. Definitely. But and it's it's hard to decide if you're going to sacrifice quality of content. For the algorithm, so you don't fuck yourself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But at the same time, you're like, I don't know if I really want to do this. Yeah.
2: Just the bi- bi- biggest piece of advice I can give to you guys is just be genuine, keep doing what you're doing, be good guys, and, and just try hard. And I think that comes across. And you and you guys are in a different age than I was at. You guys are, know a lot more about, you know, the YouTube stuff and all that stuff. Yeah, I got a channel, and, like, and I got a lot of views over time, but it's been around for a long time too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys are growing it, and you're, you understand it and what people like. And the young generation, it's different. You know, it's a new generation. So just capture what they want to do and, and give it to them and, and figure out. You know, get feedback. Listen listening to your viewers, what they like, and stuff like that. And that's yeah. the biggest piece of advice I can give you guys.
1: I appreciate that. Yeah.
0: Alex, can you – I know you kind of told us a hunting story about you and, and Duck Commander, you mm-hmm. and Phil. Mm-hmm. But can you tell us a crazy hunting story?
1: <laughs> like something either really fucked up or something super cool. yeah. Oh, I mean, man.
0: you've hunted a long time, so like whether it's. Yeah, about 112 years, man. <laughs> yeah.
1: I was Since actually nom. a market hunter. Yeah. I uh, was yeah. <laughs> shooting the full Ducks transition. and puns. Yeah,
2: those whole. D- yeah, From man. market hunter days to social media.
1: Punt gun Lang Bell. <laughs> That's
2: right. I just use really good lotion on my skin. Oh my God. <laughs> oil. Oh, much oil. Some baby oil. oil. Some baby oil.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> oil. Oh, That's fantastic. I don't know why that's, that's so awesome. A,
1: that's from a past podcast where I just said. Well, it's oil. from Bobby
0: Lee. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, I just started saying, saying oil about a hundred times.
1: I don't know why, but <laughs> yeah, it's your fault. It's okay? my fault. Okay, yeah. I brought
0: it up. So, oh man, funny story.
2: Oh man, you got to put crazy. pressure on me.
0: I know. Funny, crazy, interesting, wild, something you never seen before. Oh, man. Or scary, sketchy. Yeah, it can it can be anything.
2: Yeah, okay. So, I mean, I got a ton of stories. The one that just kind of popped the top of my head, it was like, so I, had, I, I got the luxury of traveling all over the country and I, all over North America, actually, you know, Canada and stuff like that. Um, so I hunted a lot of different places. And hunted with a lot of different guys, and a lot of, I mean, just hardcore. And I've always considered myself as hardcore as, as there is. So um, anyway, we're we're filming uh, season two of the the grind, and and uh, we're going we're going to Missouri, and we're gonna do some some spring snow goose hunting in Missouri. Oh and I'm thinking, oh, it's spring. It's gonna be warm, right? We're no problem. So, <laughs> me and my two camera guys get there, and and it's my daughter Sierra. She she flies in. She meets us there, and we're gonna go snow goose hunting in in Missouri. <laughs> and yeah. so we get in the field, and the, the guys who're taking us out. And um, there's a, a Bill Wilroth. There's in Dakota, she's in South Dakota. Yeah. Okay. And I'm from Washington State, and you know a little bit different temperature. And so and the boys are from Missouri, and so. We go there and it's just a freaking blizzard. I mean, Ugh. it's just spitting snow, and these—it's unbelievable. These, the, these birds, and they're all adults. These, these mm-hmm. snows—it just was. You couldn't paint another picture. It was like coming in at like honkers that low, just coming in. Oh and God! Then, yeah, and then and then, but then you get big flocks high. and We ended up and it was so frustrating because it was unbelievable just smashing these birds. But then the the cameras couldn't capture it because of the wind and the snow was blowing so much. They couldn't keep Mm. their cameras clean and the poor camera guys, they, they don't, Wear gloves and some of them because I got to touch it. Yes, so they're feeling and they're just frozen. I got some tough at camera guys, and so here I am hunting with these Midwest boys, and I'm trying to be a man about it. I'm freezing <laughs> my nut top. I'm soaking from my top of my head to my. I, you know, I didn't have waiters on at the time. It's, right. We're we're laying in snow, we're blowing sideways. Like we oh. some of it was coming up uh, underneath oh, us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was ridiculous. Yeah, you, you, you're doing everything just to, to not freeze to death. And these guys are just they're insane. They don't even care. They're just shooting, and they don't care about the camera. You know, the the Midwest guys and you know, <laughs> they're I'm used like, to it. And me and the camera guys are. I'm looking and they're like pissed off and they're miserable. And I'm like kind of feeling like you know I don't want to puss out, but I get So I'm like. I got to get these camera guys back. <laughs> we killed like 250 fucking snow. We came back oh. and they're still shooting. They're still shooting because there's no limit. Right. We, I came back and I warned. I got them to the hotel and they're drying the equipment off. And, you know, obviously you got a lot of expensive equipment mm-hmm. out there. So yeah. that honestly wasn't mine. But also there was like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, <laughs> no <cheap> shit <laughs> motherfuckers out w- Midwest are insane. <laughs> you
0: know?
2: So, anyway, I, I quit. We see her, and I went back in the field and we finished up with him. But yeah, I don't think I've ever told that story to anyone. So. Oh, my gosh, man. So there
1: you go. Hey, man, Look. I am the first person. <laughs> To puss out if my fingers or my feet get cold, man. Those are the only two things in my body. And every time, I swear to God, they shoot a fucking band. Oh, yeah. Every time time
0: Joey leaves the blind
1: because of bad weather, we shoot a band. That's awesome. Or I'm like hungry, (laughs) we're not seeing shit. I'm gonna walk my dog to the truck, give her a treat, whatever, and then I hear a woo. And the, yeah. and I'm like motherfuckers, yeah, yeah. motherfuckers. So, <laughs> so my hats off to the mid the
2: Midwest guys. You guys are some tough son of a bitches. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not yeah. I'm not, well, actually, I think I am, but not that time. Puss no. in boots,
1: puss in yeah. boots, dude. yeah, boots, yeah, really.
2: boots, yeah. So
1: that's uh, that
2: was that was kind of fun. That that's a great up good, story. Yeah, Thank I
1: like you. that. Yeah. Um. So you, so when you're doing like the grind and mm-hmm. the foul life mm-hmm. and all that. Like how often would Sierra come with you? You know, if, um, I feel like it was a lot.
2: Well, we we tried. I tried to get her out when she could and stuff. That was when she was really getting into the. water. I was trying to get her in the waterfishing. And Sierra and I, we had a we had an interesting relationship. We didn't really. Um, her mother and I, when we divorced, um, didn't really allow us to. To be together, mm. she kind of—it was just a really bad deal. So, um, yeah. But as soon she became a teenager, her and I really connected, and we got our bond is so incredibly tight right now. So I wanted to, and that's why I kind of introduced her to the television hunt—not just television, but hunting. She'd come hunt and film. So she kind of got introduced. I want to say like. Sixteen, seventeen. She mm. was in those Hundreds, a couple yeah. of those shows. Yeah, I took her to Montana. We had an unbelievable hunt in Montana, and then I took her out to Canada. She killed some turkeys there. First turkeys, we doubled up on them. it. Was amazing, amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her first turkey was just two big old toms coming in, and and I was like, okay. And we had walked in on them. We they're roosting right there. We sat down and we had it on film and everything. And I'm like, okay. And it's my daughter, and it's her first turkey, and she just, you know, you want your daughter to be successful, and like, okay, honey. And we practiced this. Okay, when I say when I say one. One, two, three, that's shoot. And we're going to shoot at right. this, right? If two come in. And sure enough, two came in. And so, one, two, three, shoot. And one shotgun went off and it was mine. And I crushed mine. I'm freaking out because she's not shooting. And I, you know, and anyway, a second waiter, this Tom kind of stood stood around for just a second. She mm-hmm. he smoked it, crushed it. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, two big Tom's flopping right there. So, no, she's she's um, filmed and now she's just kind of grown up and, you know, taking and upon her own, and she really got into the big game. I, I play around with big game, but she's really the yeah. the big game. She's just a bit better big game hunter. I mean, I'll be, I'll be yeah. the first to admit it. Dude, she, just, your daughter's a badass. She is a badass. She's, she's a badass. badass. She's not a poser. She's not a... No. Yeah, she went out last year, went out and killed an antelope by herself, slept in her truck, leased the land. She paid for herself, wrote a letter, wrote a letter, Handwrite wow. letters to farmers. Not go text them or call them. She handwrites letters to farmers introduces herself, so they don't know that she's a beautiful young lady. They just think that she's yeah. very... Down to earth person who wrote him a letter and I got permission to hunt the land. So a little bit of you know, class, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I hope I had something to do with that. I would say no. I would say, no. Not, I would but say yeah, no. You're yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but good for her. <laughs> 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 Classing awesome. you up one letter day. at a time. Yeah, huh, that's Alex? Right, yeah, there's no class here. <laughs> yeah. But oh, um, yeah, so she's no, she's just a rock star. I'm so proud of her. That's
1: yeah. awesome, man. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm trying to get her on the podcast actually yeah. within like the next year or so, yeah. but she lives in a different state and whatever. Yeah. So, who knows? And we really try to do this podcast in person. Yeah. Just because the chemistry is oh, so much absolutely. better, you totally.
2: know? This is the second one I've done in person, and hands down, they're just the best. Because, you know, I can make you buy the beer. <laughs> right, exactly. But you for did sure. this time, I know, and I because I'm a nice that. guy. Because <laughs> like, you had no money. So. Exactly.
1: Well, I'm just getting into the industry, Alex, okay? We couldn't afford a booth, all right?
0: So. <laughs> it's really so. going downhill, guys. Oh, my
1: God. <laughs> oh, I love it. Okay, one last thing for okay. you, Alex. Shoot. Um, So, with you being with, like, Gun Dog, mm-hmm. are you owning Gun Dog yep. Outdoors and whatever, yep. Yep. I'm sure there's a lot of um, dog trainers and people who have dogs who, like, mm-hmm. want to get on staff. Sure. Right? Sure. Um, I don't know if you have a pro staff or not, yeah. but, like, I've never understood pro staff personally. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's just yeah. kind of weird. Yeah. I don't think it's just kind of like a little inclusive mm-hmm. thing. Like, mm-hmm. hey, give me content for practically yeah. nothing. Pretty much. You know? And that's why... Uh, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, no, you're good. But I I was going to say, for all these guys up and coming into, like, mm-hmm. Waterfowl, like, people mm-hmm. who are just, you know, those 15 mm-hmm. to yeah. 30-year-olds who yeah. are just obsessed, that yeah. 25-year-old yeah. who just yeah. went yeah. out for his yeah. first time, yeah. and then he went on social media, and he's yeah. like, holy shit, this is a whole community. Yeah. What's your best advice you could give someone to, like, get on gun dog staff, mm-hmm. and like, just your yeah. staff, yeah. Yeah. or yeah. just, like, get into the industry yeah. in general? Yeah.
2: Okay. So, um... Let's talk about pro staffs real quick and and why I don't have a pro staff yet and why I first of all it's pro staffs I feel that the the companies in the past have really used people use and they abuse Used and abuse people yeah. and i was one of them i was i've been a multiple plus i, I refuse to be on pro staffs now i don't care it's just like right it, it's just like my time is r- worth more than a t-shirt and a, a decoy bag yeah you know what I, yeah, exactly yeah. and and so and and the, it's unfortunate because um everyone and including myself when you're young you'll sell out because you want to be affiliated you want to be someone you want to be someone in industry and stuff like that and i don't care you give me a duck call sit in a booth and i'll do all that stuff and it's like that's great and all, but it's just like you're kind of like watering down anyone who, and now it's easy to get someone who just would sit in the booth. You know, if if guys would say, you know what, I earn as I sit and I'm selling product for you, you should pay me, stuff like that. So that's right. that's the one thing that's why I don't have a pro stat because I. it's just like I don't want to just feel like, Okay, here you guys go represent my company. When I come to Texas, uh, you can come sit in my booth, and I'm going to give you a dog collar and a lee. It's like you know, right. and and so if if I do, and then I start. In fact, I just it's just so funny because I just picked up a kid today in the booth, and I'm paying him. I'm not. I'm paying him a hundred dollars sitting in, in my booth and talk hunting. And he's a seventeen year old kid. He gets to hang out with me. He's just a great down to earth. Sam, yeah, Sam, just yeah. a great down to earth kid. He's he's just. A, good kid and he wants to get into the industry so it was very obvious he didn't come begging asking for hannah or anything but it was just genuine he talked about me or talked to me and so i was just like hey you know are you ever interested in working in a booth or learning about the industry and stuff like that so i opened up i opened it up to him so it's more of a just a being able to see someone in person see their passion seeing a young kid who Want to do something. And, and if I can steer him in the right direction, I'm going to do that. I'm going to help him get there and, and tell him what, to, you know, what to do and what not to do and not, don't sell yourself out short and you know, work hard and earn everything you can. And if they're not going to pay you go somewhere else, right. you know? So the best thing I can give best advice I can give for someone in the who wants to kind of get in the industry is just, just hunt, become, learn from others. Get with a, a good group of guys who got a good reputation, and they're not a bunch of sh- shady. Because there's some shady stuff that goes has totally. gone on in the past. Where yep. they, you know you have to abide by the laws as much as, you know, we. You just have to. You just can't put yourself out there where you could get caught doing some stupid stuff. It's would not worth it would never be worth it. Never. You ruin careers because of that. You absolutely. You know, you do shady stuff. You, I'm not going to go into names or anything, but there's been careers ruined over and companies companies ruined because their guys are to want to shoot an extra duck or or, or these right. or things that are unethical. And that's the big thing is just stay true to the sports, honest. You know, there's rules for a reason. Um, do that, and then um, – and just try to go. The big thing, honestly, like what you guys are doing, you go to festivals, go to events, go to these these things, meet people, interact with people. That's how this kid got onto. the... Yeah, don't uh, be scared to go talk to someone. No, I'm a very open. And, you know, if someone turns you away, you go and talk to him, he's a jerk, you know, screw him. Go go talk to someone else. And, and like, I'm very open. I'll, I'll talk to anyone, anytime. And people message me all the time, ask me, um, what should I do to do this? And you know, like I got birds to and I help it out all the time. Or I've helped people learn how to call, you know, birds and how, when to call and stuff like that. So I'm a very accessible person. I'm I never uh, never had an ego, never will. You know what yeah, do I do? I kill you've ducks been for a living. Very nice to me for the last <laughs> well three yeah. years of knowing you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you're special,
1: Joey. Oh, um, don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: but no, that. But it, anyway, it's just like just try, try to get in, get in into the in, environment the outside not just a waterfowl environment but after hours you know like this going to these festivals going to calling contests you know if you really want to become a world champion caller like Kyle Jones, you're going to get thrown. They're going to come knocking down your door to represent your company, stuff totally. like that. So that's not a bad deal either. Just just be passionate about what you do. Get surround yourself with good people. Be be involved in the industry and, and do what you can. And don't sell yourself out short because you're not. You know, you got if you're passionate about it and you work hard, you you deserve everything that you should get. And not just working for, you know, freaking whatever a flag or something for a <laughs> temporary, right. yeah 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 so 100 yeah 100%. Yeah. So, yeah that's my advice
0: well alex thank you so much for coming on we really appreciate we it we never did our <laughs> intro
1: music dude
0: no we didn't <laughs> i feel like we got to show alex after the podcast oh, actually you know what it's okay i'm, I'm gonna mix it in
1: <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah. Okay, i'll right. mix it in okay.
0: i'll add it in Oh it'll be yeah, fine
1: dude. Yeah it'll be fine
2: It's gonna We're, be fine yeah, Absolutely Alright and, and if not Who gives a fuck You got me on
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Well dude I can't hey. I can't thank you enough For you coming bet. on the podcast Dude I've uh, been watching you Since I was a kid And it's just fucking Surreal as shit To be here talking with totally. you And That's it's just awesome. an honor So awesome.
2: Really appreciate yeah, it You buddy. guys keep doing What you're doing I love it Keep kicking ass
0: Check Alex out at Gundog Outdoors. Go watch on YouTube Rest When You're Dead. <laughs> it'll it'll make you it'll make you very excited for duck season and we will see you guys soon.